She really likes that song. <laughs> yes. So, we're going to move over into this part of the episode. Right. So, I told you, I keep going back. If you guys have not heard the previous episode where I was talking about going through this, doing like a brief observation or just telling you guys about everything, doing a run through, I mentioned how this whole thing has been hard right it's been hard because you've dedicated your life to uh doing something your whole life and then all of a sudden you get new information and it changes and that's what's happened to us with church so you your dad was a pastor right so you grew up in the church all your life Mm -hmm. i've grown up in church all my life and all of a sudden, six months ago, we started drifting away. Mm-hmm. Now, why? Like, okay, and let's let's not do why. Let's not do why yet. But how did we start doing that? What what was the process that you went through? So I think it started in a pretty, like, non-confront confrontal space you know so it started out um right around the time that we realized we were bisexual we had a a very big question that we had to answer was is it a sin for us to not be straight to not be heterosexual yes and that was with like our religion everything we've grown up believing about ourselves and about our sexuality so i feel like that was the very first question we had to ask was does God think that we should burn in hell for being attracted to someone of the same gender? And I think that that is really where it started. I think we were 
we we just wanted to know like what the answer was. Yes. You know. We were like legitimately trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um I think And if we... and if being bisexual, like is it is it just a sin to be attracted to someone of the same gender or is it a, a sin to like have sex with someone of the same gender? Like what are the rules? What are the regulations? Are we going to go to hell simply because we are attracted to someone? And um I think we did we did a lot of research we finally came to the conclusion that a good God would not send someone to hell for who they're attracted to. Um, and even that a good God would not send someone to hell because of their, their desire to not stay abstinent their whole life if they were attracted to someone of the same gender. So I think that's kind of where we came to the conclusion at the end of that question. Yes. But then that brought up like a bunch of, other questions that we had about religion and about the God that we grew up believing existed. Yeah. And it's one of those things. So I've already, we've already had this discussion. Um, There were questions that I had as a Christian, Mm -hmm. like as a believer, as a person going to church every single day, as a person just being enthralled with Christianity, I had questions. But... I push those questions away because that was the bad thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, asking these questions like, um, did did God really part the Red Sea, mm-hmm. you know, um, and stuff like that, you know, um, and there were a couple of things or the same thing with the Red Sea. It's like, uh, I, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe that that, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense nowadays for the Red Sea to part. And then mm-hmm. then uh, when I would have those things, it was just, you got to have faith. Mm-hmm. Got to have faith type of a deal. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where um, we I, were... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that um, initially asking that question about homosexuality kind of opened the floodgates to us actually asking the questions that we've had for our whole lives. So, like, one of the main ones that I had was about Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Right? And um, how that verse has not sat right with me the entire time I've known it. Because um, the owner of the house or whatever that the people were staying at, he offered up his daughter to be raped by the people of the village. Yep. And... It has always made me uncomfortable that people have basically used that story to say that God would rather have a young woman raped than gay people having sex. And I have never felt like that was okay. Yeah. Like, um, and and that's, I just think that's stupid. And then we... What really got me, what changed my perspective on it, I don't know if this changed uh, your perspective. I think it did. But you found the podcast. It was called, uh, I just had it right here. It's called Bible and Homosexuality Mm -hmm. and LGBTQ Positive Viewpoint there. That was a podcast we both listened to. Mm -hmm. I still have not finished it. (laughs) I don't think I listened to the last episode. Okay. The, The very last one wasn't about homosexuality. It was just about, like, sex outside of marriage, which I do think that's, an interesting topic in in of itself, but it wasn't necessarily what I was listening to. Yeah, or listening. Yeah, listening for. Yeah, yeah, and it brought up some good um, topics there um, in that podcast, and it talked about Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the big things I got on was it was talking about how the men of that city. They weren't gay. Yeah, they weren't gay. Yeah. And a lot of people would say they are gay because a gay, a straight man wouldn't have sex with a, with a, a man unless he was gay. And then that's when I, I done on my slavery thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, research, I found out uh, my slavery <laughs> thing, you know, <laughs> you know, it's a thing. It ain't research, it's my thing. <laughs> but when I was doing my slavery research, that's one of the things we found out was the slave owners would have sex with the biggest, uh, toughest slave to um, show dom- dominance, mm-hmm. right? It's a power thing. Yeah, and so that's what I think. You got basically how what it said in the podcast. You got these strange guys in this strange town, right? These men don't like that, mm-hmm. and so and basically according if uh, what Christians are thinking, or according to the word, it says like. All the men in the town, you know, mm-hmm. teenagers. Teen, so I'm thinking teenage boys who are kind of of age. You've got uh, the regular men, old men, young men, middle-aged men. They all came there. And you're telling mm-hmm. me out of all those people, every single one of them were gay. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, type of That's a deal. That's a little uh, unbelievable. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, another thing in the podcast they talked about was eunuchs, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was even thinking about this the other day. Um, uh, in all of TV or just in life, you have a man, let's say a hairdresser, right? If he's, if I have a man who's a hairdresser who's doing a woman's hair, he, you think he's a little feminine, right? Um, and where I was going with that, it's just like, um, that's always kind of been the deal. It's like a gay guy is always involved with like makeup or, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. So what I'm saying, where I'm going with this is... <laughs> Uh, I'm bad at words. No, okay. you're fine. Um, where I'm going with this is the eunuchs were a lot of eunuchs were the people who prepared the women, or mm-hmm. they dealt with a lot of women. So, like in Esther, the eunuchs were the one who were getting the women ready for King for King Xerxes when he was and looking I, for a new wife. I think that the reason that that is is um, the term eunuch is used to talk about someone who is not going like a man who's not going to procreate like he's not going to have kids so that did kind of um have the label of like a gender minority because usually it was in the case of like like it would talk about like his balls being crushed or something like that like he's not going to have he's not going to have kids yeah um because he doesn't have seed or a gay man would not be having sex with a woman so he's not going to have a baby and like I think that's kind of what basically what eunuch was a term for back in those days was like somebody of a sexual minority. Yeah. So now we did our little, we did our discovery and we were doing our research, right? We done our research. We were trying to figure out and all these things. We were asking all these questions. Where are you at now? 
with your faith and everything. I want to keep saying where yeah. are we at, yeah. but I don't want it to be like, you know, whatever she says, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, I don't want that, you know, because I, I got my own mindset, you know, because <laughs> that's what I, we keep saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm asking like, yeah, you know, our, where are we I mean, at? our journey has been pretty parallel this whole time. Like yes. we've been kind of at the same place um, basically all the time. So like, We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then I'll sit there and be like, so are you an atheist now? And you're like, yeah, I think I am. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it's been like the whole time, like with with the religion thing, with the sexual orientation thing, uh, with the politics thing that we'll talk about, like all of that. That's how it's worked. Just we're like, so is this where you are? And you're like, yeah, that's where I am. Okay, cool. Me too. We've been very parallel. But yes, I would say that um, I would identify as an atheist at this moment um, for, you know, several various reasons. I do think that my version of an atheist, I don't know how everyone feels about it, Um, uh, but I'm not like confident that any God exists. Um, but if a god does exist, I don't think that they're a god, a good god, and I don't think they're worthy of praise and worship. So that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah, and we were even kind of talking about this, um, our last car ride. We were kind of talking about uh, what if God is... So my, my point of view is this. It was, if we are made, according to the scripture, if we're made in the image of God... That means everything that we do and how we work and everything is we're mirroring him, right? Mm. So things like us changing um, and things like that, us not being omnipotent or um, what's the other one? Uh, Omnipresent. Yeah, omnipresent, you know. Um, So if we're not like that, then maybe he's not like that, Mm -hmm. you know, type of a deal. so that would make him perfect and things like that. And I, I think the problem I have with like the omnipresent, omni, uh, what was the other one? Omnipresent, omnipotent, or are those the same yeah. thing? No, they're not the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. omnipotent, whatever it is. I think my problem with that right now is that like God knows when he creates us who we're going to be, what mistakes we're going to make. And I think it's very selfish of God to create a person that he knows exactly what they're going to do. And then he's going to send them to hell for it. Yep. Like, I don't think that that's appropriate. I don't think that's a good God thing to do. Yeah, it's basically setting you up to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm creating you and I'm, it's like... I already know what you're going to do. If yeah. if we're if we're going based off of what Christians believe, mm-hmm. they believe that God creates us, he has a plan for us, he knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's like if I was destined for hell, why why would you, you create me? Yes, why would you create me? If why? you know I'm going to hell, what's the point in making me exist at all? Yeah. Like I mean, he is all powerful. He could make us all good people. Yes. Like, if he has all of the power, he could just 
not create me if he knows that I'm going to go to hell. Well, then also, so one of the things we've talked about, too, is if he's all-powerful, he can change his mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you create sin? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you create sin? One of the things that recently I've been thinking about is in Scripture, it talks about God looked in the beginning. God looked at everything that he made and said it was good, right? Mm -hmm. That's what he said. And then um, if you go further in the Genesis, you've got Noah and the ark, right? And then he's just like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to mm -hmm. kill everybody. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> Noah was in God good standing. So it's yeah. like, if everything you made was good, yeah. why are you going to kill everybody? And yeah. people are going to talk about because it's sin, but why would you create sin? Why yeah. is that a thing? Why, why did God give them the option to sin? Yes. Like, they talk about free will, right? And, yes. like, that's why, that's why um, God gave us the choice yes. is so that we can have free will. But I just think it's... It doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, there are things that we are physically not able to do yes. that God did not give us the ability to do. For example, I can't read your mind. Yes. That could have been a free choice that God could have given to us, mm -hmm. but he didn't. We yep. don't have the free choice to read minds because it doesn't exist. Yep. So if God had given us, like, if he had not put the tree yep. in the garden, right, then Eve wouldn't know that she doesn't have a choice for that yeah she could just not do it and then everything would be fine and like i don't understand what kind of power trip god would have yeah to like put the tree there and be like oh, make a decision and even like right now like us today right christians love to say that we have free choice yep but is it really a free choice if god says you can love me and go to heaven and if you don't love me, you'll go to hell. Like, that's not a very free choice. Yep. That's forcing us into a corner through threats. Yep. And that's not what a loving, good God goes and but, does. Let's see, like, what we were even talking about with our kids. It's like, if we want our kids not to do something, mm -hmm. you take that, I would take that thing away. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if there is this, if they're climbing up onto a chair mm -hmm. and they are getting something on a shelf and there's something on the shelf I don't want them to get, I'm going to take that chair away yeah. so they can't get to it. And that's what I wish God would have done. That's, you know, uh, like, yeah, that's, that's something that, that like is similar with like our kids, right? So like sometimes our friends would come over and they'd leave shit in our living room, yeah. like a guitar. And then they would come over and be upset that the car guitar was destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's dumb. If you didn't want them to mess with it, don't put it in there. And that's what we do. If we have something we don't want the boys to mess with, we don't put it in there. Yeah. So, like, why doesn't God extend the same courtesy to us? Why does he damn us to hell for not living up to his ridiculous standards if he knows that we can't live up to them? Yes. And then and then it's one of those things where it's like uh, the... What... So they have the sacrifices, right? Mm -hmm. Right, and he needs a blood sacrifice in order to, um, before Jesus, he needs a blood sacrifice in order for us to be cleared of our sin, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then he didn't like the way they were doing it because it was becoming, it wasn't being full of our hearts. You know, mm -hmm. we weren't doing it because we wanted to. It's just monotonous, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, I don't like that. So now we're just going to send my son down, and that's what mm -hmm. we're going to do. It's just like. 
oh, so because you don't like the way we're doing it, I mean, we were doing it, mm -hmm. but because you don't like it, you don't like that way. Mm -hmm. So now you got to come up with something else. It just seems like he's, that seems like it's a backup plan. Like, yeah. Like it, yeah. Also, they, they talk about how God isn't supposed to change, mm -hmm. right? God's not supposed to change, but he did change. Like yep. he he was accepting certain kinds of sacrifices mm -hmm. and then he literally changed all of the rules. Yes. So like that's literally change. And when has change been a bad thing? Yes. Right. When has, when has growth been a bad thing? Yes. Because I think God can change and grow and learn from his mistakes. Yes. And yeah. But according to them, he doesn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. The Christian. But see, here's my thing. Like I was saying earlier, if we are created in his image and we are supposed to mirror him, why? And we can change and we can do all these things and mm -hmm. we can grow. Why? That's kind of putting him in a box saying he can't change. He can't grow, yeah. you know, type of a thing. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a contradiction, mm -hmm. you know, and we have seen you've got. If you go to a Christian, they'll say, oh, yeah, that's the God of the Old Testament. And mm -hmm. then you have Jesus. Like, those are two different people. But then they say, the, the Trinity, they're three in one. Hold on, bitch. And they talk about, oh, God never changes. Yeah. You're saying God is three in one, but then you're saying the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the mm -hmm. um, New Testament. That's change. Yeah. You know? That's change. And that's then, growth. And then also, too, you've got uh, Jesus, who was really involved in everything. And then you've got the Holy Spirit, who's involved but not in a physical form you know he, yeah, he does things involved yeah he's in involved. quotations yeah, yeah that's change yeah. you know he's changed things like yeah. he's changed the game he's changed a lot and i just there's that that was one of my big things with scripture is that there's a lot of contradictions and then people are like well you this is what you gotta do you gotta understand that uh the bible was written by men Mm -hmm. Right, and and so it was. Yeah, if it's written by men, how are we supposed to trust it? Yes, and know that it's accurate. Yes, believe literally anything about yeah. it. And then also too, I was listening. I was watching a TikTok, and there was a guy. He was talking about. He was like, if God is all knowing and He knows what's going to happen in the future, mm -hmm. why would He, why would He make His word? that he's that's going to communicate with his people in mm -hmm. the future why would he make it into a book yeah. into something that can be rewritten in a mm -hmm. different way you know yeah and um literature is interpretive yes so probably not the best form of media to uh to, to, to try to be like hey guys this is what i want you to do yeah um I mean, even even uh, in Christianity, there are so many different uh, denominations mm -hmm. in Christianity. Because of different interpretations yes. of the Bible. Even when we used to do Bible studies, when we used to go to church, we would go do Bible studies, and they would have us in this group, and we would watch this video, and then we would go split up into our Bible study sect mm -hmm. groups. And then even in our group, they'd be like, oh, so what'd you get out of this? And They would have different, yeah. different meanings, different interpretations. Yeah. And like there are much clearer forms of media today than there were back then. So why would an all-knowing God choose a form of knowledge that is so like hard to decipher when it could have been a lot easier nowadays? Well, then another thing too that really messes up is they were talking about how 
Moses wrote the first, I'm just going to say, Moses, a lot of Christians say Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Theologians have really said that Moses wrote the first three, and then when he died, Joshua followed up after. But that's neither here nor there. But what I mean by that, so from Adam and Eve's time, all the way until Moses, where he was in the uh, leading the Israelites in the promised land, it was word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Those stories were word of mouth. Yeah. And then Moses had to write all that. Yeah. Hundreds of years. Like, Adam lived to be like six, six, seven hundred years old. Noah lived to be six and seven hundred years old. So, like, if you take Noah and Adam, that's, that's, uh, 1,200 years in between those two. Just them living 1,200 years. Now, we don't even know the gap between, like, the year gap between Adam and Moses. Like, all that stuff. Like, Genesis is a fat book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, so you got to think about that. All those stories and all that crap that happened in just Genesis before Moses is born, he had to write all that. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to be inspired by God. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I, what I say... Um, oh, yeah. What are you? Who, what, me? Yeah. Where would you say that you are? I would say that I am a struggling atheist. Yeah. Um, I just think that in my brain, it's one of those things where it's just like uh, it, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now, it makes sense. Yeah. But it is su- it's still super hard for me because, like I said, it's something that we've done our whole entire lives. I think I miss the routine. Yeah, I do. Right? Like, I feel like that's like the biggest thing that I miss is that like the going to church every Sunday, that community that you get there. Yeah. Um, you also watch your kids for an hour. Yeah. Right, love that. We were talking the about the songs. Songs, the we, songs are gorgeous. Uh, the, it's uh, nice to have like a book that you dedicate your life, life to. Yeah. Like, Reading the words feels very spiritual and methodic. Yeah. It's it's nice, it's comfy, cozy. Well, you know. It's like what I what I've been saying lately. It's like it's nice. The prayer, the prayer. Oh my god, I miss the prayer so much. <laughs> <laughs> it is our so I think I have O C D yeah. and one of my compulsions is prayer. Like that is something that like something bad happens, I start feeling anxiety about something, yep. and my natural reaction is to pray about it. It yep. feels very, very nice to lift that weight off of you Yes. and hand it to someone else. It feels amazing. And I think that's probably why I stayed for as long as I did, is because that prayer is so, it's like a well-worn sweater Yes. by an open fire. Like, it's so cozy. You feel like just like a tiny little child being comforted in the arms of your parent. Yep. And it's so warm. So it's that that's something that's really hard for me. Well, but like it, it's a lot harder to do that knowing that there's no one there. Like you're just talking to yourself. Once you remember that, I I just can't I can't pray anymore. Well, see, and that's what I was saying. It's just like, I think. I still want to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I think I, like if I'm being honest, I still want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss June of 2022, mm-hmm. early June of 2022. We were going to church. I didn't have this knowledge. Like you said, it is nice 
to go through a problem and be like, Heavenly Father, I just can't put this into your hands right now. Mm-hmm. Like, lift this weight off me, you know. It's mm-hmm. nice to be like, here's a problem. I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to put it in your hands, and yeah. then you deal with it. Because it's right like, now... It's like signing off all of your problems. Yeah. Like, you're like, I don't have to think about this anymore. Here you go, this beautiful package of all of my problems and worries and stresses. And, like, you just don't have them anymore, yes. theoretically. In truth, I do have anxiety, so I will still be thinking about it. But, like, that metaphorical release is so therapeutic. Yeah, because, I mean, there was times where I'd be at FedEx. I would be having a bad day or something would just throw me off. And then I would sit there and pray. And then I wouldn't think about it, mm-hmm. you know? And then the next day... I'd be like, oh, yeah, I was struggling with that. And then I just think it was crazy because we would have money problems. I'd be like, Lord Jesus, please just help us through this time with the help us financially and everything, you know. And then stuff would work out. And I'd be like, oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for mm-hmm. helping us and provide for us, you know. Or something wouldn't work out. Yeah, and they'd be like, that what was, did we that do? That was another one, yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, what did we do wrong? Like, you would pray and nothing happened. And you're like, you're like, God... What is? What have I done? Why have I sinned? Like, what happened? Am I not tithing enough? Am I not praying enough? I'm sorry that I didn't trust in you more. Like, all that shit. Every time. You know what's crazy, too? Like, people will say that we weren't strong enough Christians. Mm-hmm. With, if they hear this, if they see our lifestyle, they say, you weren't strong enough Christians. And I'm like, bitch. I was a Christian for 27 years, going to church every single day. Mm-hmm. I knew I know scriptures by heart. This stuff, this stuff, like guys, this stuff I'm pulling out of my ass right now. These stories and scriptures. This is stuff that has been embedded in me mm-hmm. for 27 years. I know this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in speech and debate. I defended this stuff in yeah. a lot of debates. Like, I think that's probably why it hurt so much. It's yes. like, this is something that we have, the reason we left is not, it's not for lack of trying. We tried so hard. It was one of the only things I thought about was being a good Christian. Yes. I, I wanted it so bad and I wanted to still be a Christian for so long. Yes. I am a very analytical person and I live for the data. So like once the data overweighed how much I wanted it like that was it for me I can't I can't believe anymore but I I don't think that I still want to be a Christian Mm -hmm. like I think that's where you and I differ I do miss who I used to be though yes like I don't want it back but I miss how how passionate I was about it yeah I I mourn for her because she missed so much and had so much trauma because of it. Mm-hmm. I miss her though. She was so sweet and trusting. Yep. And I it, just I know she's not going to come back, and I don't want to be here again. Yeah, like it's it is it's crazy. I mean, the closest thing you could probably compare it to is going through a breakup. Yeah. You've been with somebody. You've dedicated your life. It's, yeah, it's like breaking up with your abusive ex. Yes. Right. There are 
an absolute narcissist. They did not treat you well or the way that you should be treated. It took you forever to leave them. You can still miss what you had. Even if it didn't real, (laughs) even if it wasn't real, you know, even if they were still a piece of trash and they were treating you bad, you can still miss them. And it's what's upsetting to me is that there are people in our lives who are still with our ex, yeah, and we know how our ex treats people, yeah, and it's like, why, yeah, why are you doing that? And then it's so hard. You see them dealing with anxiety and depression and they're so sad and they're so stressed out and you're like, just leave him. He's causing you stress. He's making you feel like a bad person. You're not a bad person. Yeah. And he's taking your money too. Yeah. He's taking your money. He's living in your heart. He's taking up all your time in your life. Like, yeah, leave that bitch. There are so many things that we did, um, like Joy and I were talking about. Like when I worked at Tag Leave, I worked a 12-hour shift, came home. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I came home for a second, changed. Then, I also because I got off at 6, I went into work at 6 p.m. The next morning, I got off work at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I went home and changed and then literally went to church, mm-hmm. filmed from 7.30 till about 12.30, came home, had to eat real quick, had to take a nap so that I could go to work at 6 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of time, effort, energy that I put into that, yeah. you know? You absolutely should have gone home and got a bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the same thing with, like, Calvary Christmas. Um I know on the show I've talked about that's one of it's it, it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. It's like for my production work, it reminds me mm-hmm. that's how I feel like uh, filming the Oscars or something would be mm-hmm. like. You know, it was a great experience. I enjoy it. I will never. That's one of the best moments mm-hmm. um, that's in my life. Just pew, it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But the amount of effort, the amount of work that I was doing, yeah. was, you know, what it was supposed to be for, you know. Um, also, too, it's one of those things where you would say, hey, your talents, you know, Joe, you don't want to do your talents to show how good you are here mm-hmm. because you're not doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. it's what they would say to you. So it was even one of those things where I couldn't even really appreciate my skill. You know, like yeah. I did these lights and these lights are good. It was no, you know, I did these lights for you. Mm-hmm. I hope you think they're good. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, Uh, I feel like it's even deeper than that, though. Yeah, like I feel like it's not just that you're doing it for God, right? It's it's also like I have to give all of my praise to the Lord. Like none of this was me. God did all of it. Yes, God did everything. I didn't even think about that. It's like you know, (laughs) like you're not even allowed to be proud of yourself for yes. doing something hard because you immediately have to say god did this yes like god help god made me pass my test yes right you can't say i studied really hard and i put in a lot of work and i tried really really hard you immediately have to just give 
all of that recognition and all that thanks and all that glory to God. You're not allowed to have any of it for yourself. Yes. And it's just a whole, it's a whole crazy thing. Um, just religion. Um, I just think it's really, really crazy. And it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Just this whole <laughs> Joyce looking at the time, she's just like, wow. Like, man, we've been talking about this. Just real sleep. We have been talking about the religion yeah. for a long okay. time. So, all right. We could definitely talk about this more. But yeah. let's switch gears real quick, and this will be the last topic we'll talk about. Okay.